0: Hi everybody, welcome to the Witching Hour. I am Patti Negri, psychic, medium, and good witch, and your host for this hour journey into the other world. I have such an amazing guest for you today. I have author, Wiccan priestess, tantric goddess, and pagan, Brandy Williams and her new book, Chord Magic. I have learned so much from this book and talking to Brandy. It's stuff I just didn't know. And I'm the queen of witches' ladders. This is different. So you're going to love the show and you are going to love Brandy. But before we do that, let me give you my little update on the week. So if you are listening to it when this first drops, the week of August 2nd, 2021, yes the year is flying by but if you are listening to this this first week um i do have a new tfil out i didn't know they were going to drop it so fast last week i did announce that the queen mary came out and the queen mary did come out me and the boys and all alone on a ship that holds 10,000 people um and that is out on the tfil youtube page their new overnight page also, they just dropped my Biltmore, the presidential suite at the Biltmore. So don't mistake it. A couple months ago, we did the music suite and that was called the Witch's Seance. But this one, we are in the like literally $10,000 a night, 4,000 square foot presidential suite where presidents stay. I mean, every president you could think of has stayed there including lots of ghosts. And this one I'm starting to teach the boys a little magic. They're all pretty gifted and Corey, Corey Shearer is literally an intuitive medium of his own right. So if you watch this one, you're actually gonna learn some of my techniques of magic. And speaking of that, that's gonna be a little bit of our magic for today as well. Um, So watch TFIL. Also for those of you who are Gaia subscribers, um, gaia.com, I have a brand new episode with George Norrie out, his new, not new, his Beyond Belief television show. Um, you might know him from coast to coast, his syndicated radio show, Late at Night, and I've done that. But this is his TV show called Beyond Belief. So if those of you who don't know Gaia, check it out. Anything and everything you'd ever want to know about everything otherworldly, spiritual, magical, and of course, George's show. So it's I'm talking all about magic in that one as well. Also this week, discovery plus um my latest ghost adventure is dropping a brand new one i mean i hope i'm there you never know for sure but this is great because bridget is there also one of our artists on my paranormal bridget and we are at holly's house and we are doing a seance um and we're looking at some stuff that kind of all goes on at holly's house so that's great that drops this thursday on discovery plus travel channels discovery plus As far as my classes, my $10 class this week on Thursdays for House of Intuition, Dragon Magic. My favorite subject, Dragon Magic. So bring a dragon if you want or not, get any kind of little plastic dragon, but I'm going to teach you how to have the very best assistant magical partner you've ever dreamed of. So Dragon Magic, $10 through House of Intuition. I post it on all my social media. Um, And my Sunday class is just the last one of my mediumship series, so can't go to that one unless you've been in it. I do have one of my somewhat rare Saturday with Victor Wind classes. He's in the U.K. He has this apparently amazing museum of oddities and haunted items. And he also has something called the Last Tuesday Society. Um, I do seances for him. I do classes for him. And this Saturday, we are doing a divination class. So I'm gonna talk about and teach all sorts of divination from working with tarot cards, to dowsing rods, to pendulums, to even Ouija boards, to everything else, and to mediumship. So um, let's look at divination on Saturday. If you can't find it, it's on all my social media. But if you can't, message me, email me. Um, Last Tuesday Society in the UK. But it's, um, it's, it's at noon on Saturday, so it's at eight if you're in the UK. Time zones are my hardest magic, believe me. <laughs> I am one proud mama. Yes, it is time for the Willow update. Look at this girl. She's had her first puppy class. Yes, she has a she has a fabulous positive training teacher named Jack. Um, her first lessons are focus, which I guess is apparently really good to have in a dog, learning to focus because we're not very focused right now. We have a little sound. Ch-ch, ch And see, she looks up and she gets you. We kind of learned uh, a focus. We learned to sit and we learned to stand and we learned to round around to sit on the other side. There's one other cute little dog about her age, a little Shih Tzu in her class and Willow. And she's the spunky one in class. And she did really, really good. I must say, my husband and I have to learn more than she does because when the teacher would show her things, she was perfect. And when we would show her things, that we would like, what is this hand movement? What is this movement? She could tell that we didn't know what we were talking about. <laughs> that just adds to my idea about magic and energy is everything. So, um, mom and dad need as much practice as little Willow, but she has begun school and she is an A plus student, and I'm really, really proud of her. Yeah, Willow update. Mm. Hi. Today's magic lesson, we're going to talk a little bit about connecting with the dead, just a wee bit, a little bit of mediumship. We know it's out there. Um, And yes, we have my dream school technique, which I have taught a class, which is such an easy, powerful way you put the glass of water by the side of your bed. Don't drink it because it collects everything. But put the water by your bed and channel. I want to talk to my deceased grandma. I want to talk to my spirit guides. What is the meaning of life? What outfit should I wear tomorrow? So that's a really good way to do it because what you're doing is you're telling the universe to conduit you right to spirit without your logical left brain shutting you down and getting in the way. But another way to do it during the daytime, if you really want to con you know, con- contact. I want to contact with grandma or my best cousin who died, whatever, whatever. Um, and you don't consider yourself a medium and you don't consider yourself, you don't even have to use any specific divination methods. How it is, is allowing yourself to go into a sweet and sacred space. So set your sacred space. And I believe for protection, actually set what it is. If you work with angels, call in your angels. If you work with dragons, call in your dragons. If you work with Jesus, call in the Christ light. Call in your belief system and setting i am creating a sacred space it's like your own little sanctuary and then because this is our realm of existence say who you're allowing in. Um, Whether you do an official lifting of the veil, whether I call in the elements, the fire, the water, the earth and the air, or again, you might just call in however it works for you. Picture the veil opening, but be very, very, very specific of who and what you let in. Whether it's very specific, it's only grandma, or it's only this, or spirits that are good, spirits that are light, spirits that are my best intention, only spirits attached to be in a good way. Because guess what, that's what you will get because this is our realm of existence. So again, say you want to do something, I would start with a candle. A candle is a great way to learn divination, plain old, a little taper candle, not a birthday candle, that would work because it's so short, though. Let your eyes kind of go over to a glazed area. Again, you could close them if you want, but glazed area kind of works. Do a little bit of breathing exercise. Do a little bit of, you want to get into a relaxed meditative state, almost a form of self-hypnosis that you are just relaxing. If you work with chants or anything like that, you can pull in one of your chants. Otherwise, just do a little bit of breathing. (sighs) Breathing. And then if you have a picture of grandma or whoever it is, bring that picture out. If you have something of hers, the jewelry that she wore, that's called psychometry. Everything holds on to energy, almost like a smell, but it's not a spell. That's why when you walk into sensitive people, when you walk into a, a, a thrift store, or antique store, you're like, "Wow." Whoa, whoa, all the stuff in there. It's like a plethora of everything. But maybe you have something that grandma had given to you or that left or just a picture. Or if you don't, that is okay, too. But sit and think about her. Respectfully and lovingly invite her in. Don't don't demand her in. Just request that she comes to visit, that you would like a message. Have a candle going because that's a way that she could show you who it is. Think about her. Now remember, you could talk to her in lots of different ways. There's clairvoyance, there's clairsentience, there's claircognizance, there's all these. You might see her literally with your outside eyes. You might see her just inside your head. You might just smell her perfume. It might just be a sense of knowing, wow, I know she's in this room. You might hear it. All of those are completely legitimate. You might even taste something. That is grandma's favorite apple pie. All these are legitimate within, whether you're seeing on the inside or the outside. But just allow that to come in. And that's your right brain. That's your intuitive side. Drop it down to your heart. Whenever that little logical left brain pops up, but that can't make sense. Oh, that can't be her. Somebody opened the window. Just shut it down. Shush it. Gently shush it. Don't judge it. She, she, she. And then when you start feeling, just ask her, Grandma, are you here? Do you want to talk? Again, listen for the answer. You just might know she's she's saying yes, whether you hear it or not. Mm, she does. Um, and then ask her to do something like make the candle dance. And guess what? She will make the candle dance, make the flame larger, make the flame smaller, make it go. You can also do this with incense if you want. Maybe for some reason you don't want a candle burning or maybe you want to do both. Incense you could actually use for scrying as well as divination. Same with the candle, with incense. All right, allow the shapes in the incense to tell you a story, let your mind go. It's putting you into that state. Okay, grandma, make the incense below left. And somebody didn't turn on a fan. Grandma, make the incense go straight up. Make it wafted around into a spiral. You'll be surprised. Working with fire, working with air, working with the incense are something that spirit world, it's not so hard for them to do. Grandma, move the pencil from this side to that side takes a lot of energy, both on them, and then they're gonna be using your energy. So give her your permission. So start with really easy things, like dancing candles and moving, you know, moving the incense. Another great way to connect is just, you know, having a little bowl of water and and just seeing that, maybe the candle glanced off the water, just like in divination, just like in scrying. Scrying is a form that you can connect into spirit. So don't think you have to be some fancy medium to connect in. Spirits are everywhere. It's just gently coming through the veil and see what she wants to say. Stay with her a little while or them, again, inviting grandma and grandpa and your puppy. Yeah, they hang out too. Some of the first people or people that come to my seances are deceased pets. It's amazing. You know, who who has the three-legged German shepherd with the purple collar? I do. And um, because they love you and they always will. And nothing dies. Science has proven that. So test some of your skills for going through the other side. After it's done, thank them because they have that option to come in. And then consciously close the veil between the worlds. Just picture a net coming down if you want. Picture a wall coming down if you want. Picture anything that you want. And then end it and then get really mundane then eat something salty and then set something iron you want to really ground yourself after any kind of magical work even deep spell work even getting into seances or ritual it's good to eat something sweet beforehand it's an old victorian seance thing actually um they would serve tea or wine or cookies and they say it was for the magic i think it's actually blood sugar it makes all your senses stronger um so whatever it is, have a little something sweet beforehand and afterwards have a, at least a bite of something salty to ground and then get really mundane. Just like a seance, when you guys get deeper into this, you don't want to sit there and go, ah, oh, say there, go watch silly TV, tell bad jokes, hang with your friends. The bigger the separation between the worlds, this world and that world, the stronger both worlds get. So again, get yourself a candle, maybe a stick of incense, go talk to grandma. You'll be surprised. She's probably going to talk back. Magic is everywhere. You just gotta look sometime. So let me introduce you to the beautiful and amazing Brandy Williams, author of Cord Magic, tapping into the power of string, yarn, twists, and knots. Welcome, Brandy. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Patty. I'm so I- excited. I am so excited i'm so excited one of my favorite types of spell working and magic is, is 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 cord magic so for my people i have beautiful beautiful listeners a lot of them are very beginning on their path i have a lot of old experts along the way but kind of explain to people what is cord magic cord
1: magic is anything you do with string You can um, use a single string, and you can make it into um, multiples. You can double or triple it. You can make knots in it and use knots. And uh, a lot of people think not when when you hear chord magic. But the, the book talks about ways to use chords in and of themselves, to use the number and the color and the intent to make
0: magic with chords. It is beautiful. Again, going through your book, I've never seen so something so in detail, the numbers and the colors. You get into uh, if seasons, working with the seasons, working with the elements, working with planetary things. So um, that's pretty amazing. So, okay, so somebody's got some string. Somebody's got some twine. What does that mean? What are they going to do? Okay, how is that magic? How is that? So...
1: Um... I can I can show you actually one if you'd like to. I would love that. I would love that. So today I'm making I've been making elemental chords. I'm making chords in the Uh, Colors that are elemental for me, and I want to stop and say that it's important to me that people know that you can have your own meanings for everything, for number, for color, and the book sets up uh, um, charts for you to fill in your own meanings. I give meanings, sample meanings, so you can see what it looks like to have a a meaning, and then you can put your own in. So today I've made a, a green cord for earth. And I can make one now. That's a yellow cord for air. What I'm going to do is take some yellow yarn, and I'm going to measure it. I use myself as a measure. Um, I'm I'm measuring from my hand to my shoulder, and uh, that's a that's a particular measurement. And it's always with me. I can <laughs> I have my body with me, so I can always use that as a measure. I'm going to cut one string, and then I'm going to make four identical ones because I'm using the number four for four elements. And I'm <clears throat> I think I said I'm using yellow for air, but I'll say it again if I didn't. And then when I've got four of these cut, I can I hope I have enough. And this is this is a great thing to to use up little ends of yarn if you're a craft person you have lots of yarn. <laughs> I keep a whole um, basket of my little ends so I can do these kinds of things. So I'm going to uh, make a knot in these four four cords, these four t- strings, I should say. Then I'm going to take a, an S carabiner. You can use any kind of carabiner, but just a something that lets me hook the cord through it. And then I'm going to bring my f- lamp on camera. <laughs> so you can see, that I'm going to hook it onto something. I'm going to hook one end of the S hook onto something that will hold still, so I can then twist it. Now I'm going to take this and I'm going to turn it. And the direction of the turn matters to me. I turn outward for sending stuff outward. I turn inward for bringing things into me. In this case, I'm I'm working for protection and I feel that that's a little more active. So I just do that as an outward move. I've made a very small chord here and you'll see that as you turn them, it starts to twist together. These strings start to twist together. There's a, a limit to the amount of, of twist you can have and it'll start kinking when you get there. I'm not gonna go that far. This is really cool to me because it's, it's a very ancient rope making technique and people around the world still use this to make rope. So now I'm gonna tie a knot on the end that I've been holding so that it doesn't unravel. I take the cord in the middle and I bring the two knotted ends of the cord together and then I let it go and it immediately twists into a cord. And that's Ah. all that it takes. That's my favorite part. It's the magic part. That's magic. I I didn't know that. Ah, right. (laughs) Now I spent a lot of time in the book. It's the hardest part was writing that. (laughs) Ah. And it's so easy to show people. Now I'm gonna make a knot on the end, the knotted end, just to make sure it doesn't unknot. And anytime you have two knots, you can cut between them so it's safe so you could do that you can make two knots and cut it and make two cords you know if you're making a cord with someone else you can both have a cord and now I have my um my air cord along with my earth cord
0: that's how easy it is to do that is I honestly have never done that I've never done this and that I love things that just happen by themselves sort of yeah
1: I love that when you make a really long one it's really fun to to watch it go
0: and it's done it is magic Wow, so that is great. So, what are some of the kind of things I know in your book you talk about, like protection or transitions or things? What are some of the kind of things that people would use cord magic for? You can use cord magic for
1: any kind of purpose that you use um, magic for. And there are specific purposes that people always reach for there's healing, protection, love, and prosperity. Those are like the really big four. Things that people work magic for right now because um, I'm older and my husband is disabled. I do a lot of health magic, so that's what I'm I'm making my cords for. I'm making a cord for him to put on his wheelchair, for example, to protect him and to um, to, to give him strength and serenity. Uh, I've done that a lot actually with people, and and they find it very comforting to have something something tangible that
0: shows them that they're protected and that they're loved. So that's beautiful. So you will give them the cord. Now keep this on your wheelchair, on your whatever, on your thing going into it. That's right. I tie it on. great thing about cords i need a really small one so you
1: could see it on camera but you can make long ones and they they make good things to tie around i use um cords i put them on my my luggage handles so i can see the luggage as it's coming off the the airplane um on the on the luggage rack i i put it on the the
0: luggage handle it makes a nice thing to tie and then it protects the luggage also i was just thinking if you could do protection from Tsa on a luggage thing there's because <laughs> i i have this thing that they like to search my luggage every time Time, and they like to beat everything up every time. Maybe I have some weird stuff in there that looks dangerous, but it isn't. But I, I don't get back without disasters every time. So you just got my first chord magic, sure. <laughs> travel protection, go. yes. So when you're doing a, a chord magic, do you do it like within a ritual, within a, a, a magical setting, within a, a, a spell working setting? Do you like, how do you do it? Do you just like grab your stuff and start doing it? Cause I know it's about intent. Any magic is about intent. Yes, you can certainly.
1: Mike um, Hoven does cord magic in um, in in circle, and you can you can set it up as part of a spell working. You can use candles to harmonize the purpose. You can light incense, so you can make it a very formal thing. But something that I really love about cord magic is that it's so simple. I just made a cord. I love just grabbing it and and doing it. Um, going out to the park with my friends and bringing a bunch of yarn and saying, "Let's make let's make some cords." Uh, so I, I tend to be like get it done, you know, <laughs> quick and quick and easy
0: kind of person. That's um, great, but Without all the know, pomp and circumstance. Just the magic is yeah. in the chord and in the I color have, and in the like intent. You. The pomp and circumstance. I promise uh-huh. you. That <laughs> is good. Yeah. Um, Okay. So another thing that, and I, cause I know I saw, a peeked tip. one of my, my favorite chord magic and actually kind of the only kind I ever do is a witch's ladder. Can you tell people what, what a witch's ladder is and, and show them yours, which are much prettier than mine.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure yours are lovely. People, um, people often associate the nine knots spell with the witch's ladder. So you can make a cord and make nine knots in it. And uh, that, that's very frequently talked about on the net. The witch's ladder itself was found in an attic in england and it looked like this so i have a red white and blue cord that has chicken feathers put in it and we made my my coven um went out to the park last summer and we all made them because i was um i i got a a pack of chicken feathers (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so this is what uh, one way to do a witch's ladder, and what I do to send the intent is I will speak the intent, whatever it is. Um, I, I wish for all the people who are watching this to have whatever you wish that is um, um, your safe and happy wish. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> I should qualify that. And then uh, since I've made a wish, I'm going to walk my fingers up the ladder and send it off. And that's that's how i i personally do this and this is this is a really cool thing to get very witchy with and get you know um sp- speak and really you know i will send this out you know um and do it at night do it in the woods you know so this is a very witchy thing to do and uh, it, actually the chicken feathers i want to mention the reason that i'm using chicken feathers is that i discovered as i was writing this book that it's not legal to own song feathers in the state of, in, in the United States. So I, I have, you know, I, I find crow feathers and blue jay feathers and I'm like, I would love to use those, but I can't. These are the only legal ones. And the reason was that we we hunted songbirds almost to extinction. So, mm-hmm. you know, they just made f- feathers illegal. And I, I totally
0: support that. I appreciate that. But it's, yeah. not, it's not that you can't afford better feathers. <laughs> uh, well, and what's who's to say a chicken isn't absolutely perfect? I didn't know that. I yes. mean, I know you can't use raptor feathers. You can't use hawks and eagles and or anything like that because those are endangered unless you're a card carrying um native american indian then you can but i didn't know that about songbirds wow i don't know if that that's true or not so everybody if you're going to use feathers check your local laws (laughs) wherever you are because things you just that surprise you (laughs) yeah because i i know the, the the fine for raptor feathers is insanely high (laughs) <laughs> and say yes like billions of dollars not billions but i exaggerate a little but a lot <laughs> okay so if somebody say they are uh, i know another thing that you do mention is like hand fasting cords and so or do you talk, talk about like if you're in a specific coven do you make your cords or somebody's getting married they're doing a hand fasting
1: every marriage that i have officiated has had a hand fasting cord i have to say that every every um Every wedding that I have officiated, the 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 people being married insisted on making their own cords. So I've never gotten to make one. But there are yeah. lots of lots of instructions online that are very elaborate and do. Um, um, Ma- more like macrame than than twisting cords like this but you can certainly uh, use this this technique to to make a hand fasting cord and i always take materials with me just in case they haven't made one um, but it's it's a really fun thing you want to make for the the hand fasting cord you want to make it long enough that it can wrap around um, their their hands yeah. yeah and that's a surprising lot <laughs> it's surprisingly big um, and i my my tip to officiants is that if you're if your people you are marrying are um, are bringing their own cords practice with it before you get in front of the family because it can be a little bit awkward to do that.
0: That twist actually. Yeah. Yeah. No. And when we did our hand fasting, the, our, our, our priest who officiated us, I had made, we had to make our own and I was scared at that 20, whatever years ago, I had never made one. I was like, oh, I have to make, but it was fun. And now, and now I have it. It's one of those things hanging on there. And we did practice it. And now when I officiate hand fasting, you have to practice because otherwise it's like, whoop, there's certain ways to tie and certain ways to wrap. And you could fail miserably if you really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I do like in your book how you say, well, here's the standard colors or whatever the accepted colors, but go with your colors, because I'm like that in my magic, too, is your truth is more the, the real truth. Yes. Um, so what are some of the things, how would you, what are some things you would put into, again, let's go with the basic, a protection card. Everybody it's crazy days, crazy times. We live in crazy times. What's something you would put into a protection card and what would you do with it? For me, um, the protection
1: colors tend to be warm colors, um, red. You could you could use earth as a as a grounding or foundation color, um, but I, I I tend to gravitate to Mars as a protective sort of force. So I use the warm colors for protection. I use carnelian um, in my jewelry for protection, and you could put a um, a bead into your cord. Let me see if I've got my my. Um, uh, yeah, here it is. You can put beads into your cords, so you can twist. Um, you can twist beads as as you are as you are twisting the cord. Put them on one of the strands, and then they twist into the cord. Or after it's done, you can add beads as well. And I do that a lot for my protection. The the cords that I'm making today, the elemental cords, are meant to be protective. I'm making a set of the the elemental cords to put on the four quarters of my house or the four corners of my bedroom. So that's another way to do it. You make, you use them to to cast a protective field. Uh, But for for protection, this is actually a really good example. I would use these warm colors and then use beads. And then I can put it, um, I can hang it, I can tie it around my lamp, I can hang it around myself, I can put it in my pocket. And when I'm going into a circumstance where I'm a little bit nervous or I really want a little extra protection, I'll hold it or put it in my pocket. So, um, and, and the stones then, I really like having the stones because um, they're
0: they're grounding and comforting. That is beautiful. So I like that how you do the elements and you put it into each corner. So you just find the corner of your house or your room and here's my earth cord and here's my, you, you do it, do you do it by the directions or, yeah. I do. I do it by
1: ah. the directions, um, and and uh, it does make my my bedroom a little busy. It's true.
0: <laughs> I am learning so much though. I want to go put little cords in each of my rooms. I've never done that either, <laughs> or or kept them separate like that to create a, you know, on, a... on doorways. Um, we use we use cords, red cords for
1: protection, and put rowan beads, which are a protective um a protective, not beads. They're um they're um, um, the little things, nuts. I'm—I've lost the noun, Patty. I'm old. What, See, what is it? Seeds, nuts, seeds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we put those. We we string those on red red cord and put them on um, above the doorways for protection. So doorways and windows are are uh, places that energy comes in and out.
0: And I like to to make sure that only positive energy is coming at me. That is beautiful. So, and the protection there. So, again, you sound like you've been doing this a while, and this kind of uh, magic. How did you get find your magical path? I I have
1: to say, I said I heard you say, um, brandy has been doing magic for 25 years." I said, "Oh, that's an outdated biography." I tend to oh. soft pedal it, but it's more like 40 years.
0: Wow, <laughs> that's funny because you're only 39, right? I know, right? <laughs> it is
1: i um i started when i was 16. i i was raised catholic and i knew that i i wanted to to find another path and when i found witchcraft i really felt like i had come home I, i actually have right next to me i've been writing about these very early days i i found the very early books on witchcraft um the um Complete Art of Witchcraft, Sybilique's books, mm-hmm. Lady Sheba's books, Witch and the Book of Shadows, those were published in the 70s and they were really the first time that we could pick up a book and actually learn from it as opposed to having to find someone. And before the internet, it was way harder to find people. Yes,
0: way harder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> way yeah. harder so so when I when I found witchcraft
1: um I I felt like I had come home I I heard once a witch always a witch and I said oh yeah that's true I've always been a witch and that's what I am and I still am I do lots of different kinds of magics and and sometimes people are surprised and say are you still a witch I'm like of course I am I want to stop you're a witch you're a
0: witch you're a witch you're a witch it's in the blood I think it's in the blood I think you know drawn there whether you know you you put a name on it or not that's how I felt when I as a kid and my connection to nature, my connection to plants, and knowing what to do with them and to communicate. So, yes, can't help it. <laughs> can't help it. So, what do you think people are most surprised about? In again, I've never seen such a detailed, beautiful way to look at cord magic. Is there, do people have a big misunderstanding about it, like thinking it's going to be too hard or too this or too this or? People are a little
1: awkward when they first approach it. I'm doing a lot of teaching again, which is great fun. This book is getting me back into showing people how to do it. And, And they if you don't work with fiber, it can be a little bit surprising how fiber works. I mean, I, I, I will give people choices of yarn. Like this one is a variegated yarn and they're like, okay, I want the green part. Yeah, but you're going to have to also use the blue part. <laughs> so yeah. I think that one of the one of the things that, that happens is that if you haven't used fiber, it gets you into using fiber. And I want to encourage people because it's so easy and it's so much fun. And there's so many yarn shops in the world. <laughs> You <laughs> walk into a yarn shop and it's a rainbow of colors and textures. You can have so much fun just collecting your materials. And they're not incredibly expensive either. That's one of the great things about this magic. Some magics, I do formal ceremonial magic where you have to have tools and they, they have to be the right tools and you inscribe them and all of those kinds of things. And it can get a little expensive. This is a really, really inexpensive way to get into making magic. So um, I, I think that's, that's one of the things that surprises people is just the qualities of fiber. Um, but again it's it's something really to explore it's it's the fun part of chord magic
0: i know i can't wait i'm gonna go i'm gonna go dig through my thing and find something to see if it twists all by itself for anybody <laughs> who didn't see that you have to try it or or get the book that and it twisted by itself That that's or, magic or I, um, you, you can hit brandy williams author
1: and i have a little um a little video that shows people how to do it too because i knew that was going to be the part that people needed to yeah. see yeah. i'm going to make
0: one of those yeah that is good. So speaking of that, how do people how how do people are people going? Okay, yes, buy her book. But how do people find you? How do people find you? I'm Brandy Williams, author
1: everywhere on the net. So Brendi Williams, author. Dot com. I have a Facebook page, Brandy Williams Author. My Instagram account is Brandy Williams Author. I don't Twitter much, but I'm on Twitter under that handle as well. So um, people can find me there. I blog on Brandy Williams Author. I also have a Patheos blog called Star and Snake. Um, so you can find a little bit of my writing there, but
0: mostly I'm, I'm working on, on my own website. Okay, that's good to know. I'm going to go see a twist, everybody. <laughs> um, so do you, what did you have something next for you? Do you know? Are you going to make another magical book or something? It just feels have- like there's something in your head going on.
1: <laughs> oh, there's always something in my head. I, I I have a lot of books. Um, I have a book called Practical Magic for Beginners. And that book pairs actually quite well with this one. It's been in print for 15 years and it's been translated into a number of languages. Um, and I, I'm really proud of that book because I wanted to make the techniques of magic available to people easily without having to go into a specific path or apprenticeship. You can pick it up and be a witch or a magician or a druid or a pagan um you can be a ceremonial magician and and learn the basics of of making magic. So I really like that book. And I think of chord magic as practical magic with string. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, I have other books too. And one of them is out of print. The Woman Magician was I, I'm really proud of that book. And I, I wrote it 10 years ago. So I'm gonna I'm gonna issue a 10th anniversary edition this year. So after after I finish doing the chord magic sort of um stuff that I'm doing to let people know it's out there, my next project is going to be to reissue that book
0: that sounds perfect the woman magician we need more of the feminine come on yeah yes yeah. <laughs> and yeah. what do you think i mean this whole world i mean co- coming out of crazy times obviously this worldwide pandemic and and still going on um how do you think this i think this is actually people are kind of waking up and, and looking for new paths there seems to be Because we all know in times of trouble, people kind of go to some form of spirituality or looking outside themselves. And a lot of traditional religions maybe aren't keeping up with what people want. So what do you think of this whole thing? And, And again, all these new baby witches and baby magicians coming up. I really love seeing how many people are,
1: are are reaching for this and reaching for magic and reaching for witchcraft. When I when I was first um, when I was a young witch, we were thinking, oh gosh, wouldn't it be wonderful if if we could have been raised in the craft and and people could be second or or third generation witches. And now I've lived long enough that I've I've met people who were raised in the craft, and it's so exciting. I'm, I'm I know. so happy. Um, and I always want. I feel a little. Um, um i feel a little like reach or pull for people who are coming into the craft because i know you're really reaching for information and i i have this impulse to connect people with information that will help them i know there are a lot of new witches who don't they're not aware that there's community right so i encourage people to to reach out and look around and find the communities on the net you can you can find a community that will will fit your needs any any need at all and it's wonderful to do magic with other people. There are a lot of people who are, are working on their own or trying to figure stuff out. Um,
0: and I, I, I think it's really wonderful if you can connect with somebody who can help you. Me me too. Plus, again, that camaraderie there, working, yes, solo. I'm a solo practitioner or whatever. I do my Sabbath. But, but working together with people That's we're, we're tribe people, humans, we, we need people. So find, and now again, with the internet, like you say, even if you live in the middle of nowhere, you don't have any magical stores near, you don't have anything. There's not an excuse in the world anymore. As long as you have a smartphone or a computer, we, the whole world is at our fingertips. Oh, it's it, true. You talked about the pandemic, and I think
1: I felt, and a lot of people around me felt at the very beginning of the pandemic, this real urge to to do something helpful for people. Mm-hmm. I made a, a ritual, I made a little invocation to Hygieia, and I kept it on my webpage front and center for a year, um, invoking peace and invoking healing for people. And I, I did the ritual every single night until the vaccines, it was like a year, the vaccine started rolling out, and then uh, we started easing up again. So I moved my magic elsewhere, but I still keep it in front of me and one of the things that i, I wrote actually uh, going into court magic um is how to connect with people through court i said connecting with um with community connecting with the a, a court is a great way to to um, to reestablish connections, a lot of us were separated, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't see physical people except for my quarantine pod for a year. Yeah. So, like I said, one of the first things we did was we went out to the park and we made witches ladders. And it's a if you do it with two people, you can each hold an end and you twist it so it, it's a binding. It helps
0: you reconnect with your friends. That's beautiful. And yes, I I do the things. I love that you did that every day and you created that. So, did you have specific cord magic for the pandemic for healing? Did you make specific stuff for that as well? I should have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I should have cut you, you did. That's you had this idea. whole thing that you did. should have done it. And uh, what color would we make that? I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, healing. I tend to
1: think of, of healing as green, but that may be, you know, that differs for people.
0: So, yeah, no, I, I, I go with green for healing too, but I always say the same thing as you do. What is it to you? That's, that's the right it. one. What is the right one? So, um, if, okay. So what is your best hint or tip for somebody going, okay, I've never done this before. I'm going to go to the craft store. I'm going to go find some cord. I'm going to go find some string. Yeah.
1: Um, I would work with a,
0: uh, yarn that
1: you like. I mean, that's the most important thing. You're not going to be washing this yarn, so you can afford to get a little bit of a spendy yarn. You can use wool. If you if you knit things with wool, I'm a knitter. If you knit things with wool and you throw them in the washing machine, they will felt. <laughs> so you can't really make something that you're going to you're going to your dog is going to sleep on. Um, so, but but with the cord, you're using so so little of it, and you're again, you're not going to wash it, so you can use any material you like. So using a natural material like wool or cotton or linen, that, that they have magical properties and they're really fun to work with. But I, I personally, I love working with synthetics. This is a synthetic yarn I'm, I'm, uh, I'm holding in my hands right now and it's different colors. That's something that I love too, is to have variegated yarns. Um, and, and I think that one of the things about fiber is that there are a lot of ethical considerations about fiber. The the um, the better sourced your fiber is, the better it will be for your magic. So I have a lot of yarn that has a little tag with the sheep that that gave it and the name of the sheep, and that's the yarn that I really like to use in in my magic. Using commercial wool, there's a there's a lot of exploitation of animals in the um in 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 the fiber field. So I, I recommend to people to to try to source your yarn synthetics actually they come from cellulose they come from from wood byproducts and so it's a um it's a way to recycle some some byproducts and it's it's less intrusive than the some of the animal animal fibers oh that's good to know that is
0: that is good you used a word i don't know spindy oh spendy uh oh spendy (laughs) expensive okay because i'm like spindy must be because it's really expensive
1: Oh my gosh, I've and, I've spent $100 on a hundred bucks on a skein of yarn that I wanted really bad. <laughs> but yeah, you don't have to spend that kind of, and uh, the, the great thing is you can get, if you go to a yarn shop, you can get small amounts, you can get sample, sample yarns, um, and, and so they're not so expensive.
0: Okay, that is good. Do you, I, I mean, I know you said you make the long ones for hand fasting and you make to hang around the room. Is there a standard size that you recommend that's general? You know, six inches, four inches, ten inches for. I do
1: actually. Um, I I recommend using oh. again your your oh. the the measurement. You know, yeah, forearm. Um, so from the you're holding the yarn in your hand and then pulling the yarn along your arm up to your shoulder. Do one of do that's a that's a length. Do that three times, and that's the one one string that you're going to use as the first one. So you do it three times one, two. Three. Now I would cut this, and then I would make another. I would measure that out again with the yarn, so I have another one and cut that, and at least three. So that length will get you a reasonably sized cord at the end of it. You lose a, about two thirds of the the cord in the twist. Okay. So that's why you want. That's why you want three. And the book okay. t- goes into some some detail about why that is, but essentially you you lose some stuff in the twist, and okay. so that makes a really nice uh, a nice length chord when you're when you're working with longer chords. I've I've made very very long chords the, the nine-foot cords for <clears throat> the witch's cord for, for measuring out the circle. And it takes a coven. <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit of coordination, you know, running at the length of the house, the longest hallway you've got, five people twisting and making sure you're all going in the
0: same direction. <laughs> yeah, So you can make a really, really long cord. Um, I, I, I'm sure it gets better with practice, right? Because isn't it, first, I'm picturing mine going, it's twistier in one area and not twistier in another area. So that's just... You know, when you, when you let it go, um, it will twist itself, and then you can smooth it,
1: and it, it gets pretty even. It's the really? twist itself, um, yeah, the, the, the yarn itself, the property of the yarn itself, whatever the material, it will automatically make the twist. So
0: it looks pretty good it no looks do. perfect. For those of you who can't see it, it yeah. looks perfect. <laughs> it's this perfect little twisty, yellow, beautiful thing. So what do you do with planetary with uh, for pl- why would you make it planetary? Because again, bringing in Mars or bringing in yeah, it, uh, each of the planets has
1: a character. And one of the things I love about cord magic that it lets me work with the planets in a way that's really physical. We work a lot with the elements, with the element of water, I can have a bowl of water, for earth I can have a stone and hold the stone in my hand. Um for air I can use incense, for fire I can light a candle. But how am I going to work with the the planets? They're they're a little bit less tangible. I, I have the planetary sigils and I'm wearing a um I'm wearing a pendant that is seven pointed for the seven planets. But how do I make that tangible? So chord magic lets us make that tangible. There are traditional associations of color for each of the planets and traditional associations of number. Those go back to the the hermetic um, traditions. They go back for thousands and thousands of years. So you can use those to make the chords. So for Mars, Mars is the number five, and red, so I could take five red cords and use that to make a martial cord that would then protect me or help me be strong if I was going out and um, doing some social justice work. I actually <laughs> I do actually wear Mars cords when I go out and stand on the the street corner with the sign, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> that is and another, another thing that you can do with it too is to to har- the planets are associated with the days of the week so there's a list of, of what days mars is associated with tuesday so you could make the cord on a tuesday if you get really fancy you could do it in the hour of mars <laughs> but i i normally just go i i, I kind of um i do so much of this i just go yeah tuesday mars We're let, let's roll okay
0: so one other thing that is I'm just loving this. So love, since so many people want love or looking for love, what are some of the things you would do for a love cord or colors or ideas or thoughts? I love red
1: <laughs> I'm seeing, it. it's funny too, because I'm wearing blue and I'm wearing a blue, um, a blue um, necklace, you know, that's my, my chord magic teaching necklace. And I've been talking about green and yellow, but I, I use a lot of red in my cords. That's just what I do. And I, I, I associate red with, with love, but also pink pink is a, a lovely color pink can be the color of happiness light blue for serenity and for communication so those are some of the colors that i would i would use in accord i i'm very careful about love magic i i talk about um, sending love out or bringing love in i don't take target it to a specific person like you know jeff's going to love me you nope. know that's a I, <laughs> I I uh, I steer away from that. But there there's so many ways that we can think about love. There's love for your partner, there's love for your children, there's love for your community, there's love for your cats or your pets. Um, so yeah. one one thing that I, I do actually is make little cords for my my cats and put it with my bast statue as a way to protect them.
0: Oh you know, them that's protect- beautiful. That is it's beautiful. <laughs> Okay, more cords for your cats. So this is yeah. one of your cords. You have a beautiful necklace on right now. So that is one of your cord magic cords you're hanging it on, right? So you can yeah, that's right. wear it as jewelry. I love that. Yes, yeah, that's right. Um I I have a example of
1: a way to wear cords as jewelry. Look, it's red. It, there must be a theme. This is a <laughs> this is a pendant that's an ISIS knot that a friend of mine made for me and I made a red and yellow and orange cord for the sun um and I got an extra one I I put a finding a jewelry finding on the end of the cord and put a barrel clasp on the end of the cord and it's a magnetic barrel clasp so it just goes like that so then I can wear it um and and so you can you can use this as as jewelry oh I'm so sorry
0: i turned that off
1: i don't know why it went
0: (laughs) haunted my answer
1: for everything haunted so so you can um you can put a finding a jewelry finding on the end of your cord and use that the cord like you would use a chain to hand hang a pendant from so that you can get very fancy with your cord magic if you want to do that
0: is beautiful that is beautiful well i'm excited i'm excited to get more into your book so i highly recommend it to everyone Brandy Williams, Chord Magic, Tapping into the Power of String, Yarn, Twists, and Knots. So, yes, hold we hold the book. So, um, yeah. one more time, tell everybody where they can find you, Brandy, your website, all those normal things we have to do in this day and age. Yes, indeed. You can find me at uh, brandywilliamsauthor.com.
1: And you can sign up for a newsletter where I will just send out the occasional update saying, look, I wrote a new book. Or, yeah. oh, Here's the, here's the, the link to the interview with Patty. Um, Yay. that, that's all I do with it. And so brandywilliamsauthor.com website and brandywilliamsauthor.com on Facebook
0: and on Instagram. And that's, I think that's it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We will look for the next one and I can't wait to get into this one. Thank you so much for bringing your magic, your cord magic to the witching hour.